Hey Zen friends, welcome to Crazy Zen Life. I'm your host, Brittany Swan. And I'm your host, Shannon Kessler. Join us as we navigate life on and off our yoga mats. This is a podcast about mom life, boss life, and body life. Real conversations about self-discovery and the journey of becoming more mindful in this crazy Zen life. We're switching it up today. We are? We're switching it. We're switching it? We're recording in the afternoon. Oh, yes, we are. Which is weird. I know, it does feel weird. Oh but I'm, I'm so excited. Me too. Because I got everything I needed to do today, kind of, out of the way. Mm-hmm. I went to Whole Foods. Okay. Well done. And honestly, like, everything. <laughs> everything after that. Everything after that, I'm like, I'm good. You took your kid to the doctor. That's, I did. That's good. I did. You he is COVID-free. Yes. And strep free, which yep, strep and flu free, and we need all those things to be happening. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, are you sure? And yeah, we went, we went all the places. It was nice to spend some one on one time. I'm taking two kids. I only had two out of the three. Mm-hmm. It feels like a vacation when I have one less down. It's really funny, but I really have a really funny story for you. So we're um, we walk into Whole Foods, mm-hmm. and I have a list of things I need. Mental or on a piece of paper? Mental. Oh, because, okay. and that's, so um, it's really driving the wheels here. It's really driving the wagon towards like, I'm like, okay, can't forget, can't forget, can't forget. And Got I was it. like, berries, berries, berries. Because <laughs> <laughs> you had asked for berries before you left or before I hung up with you. So I'm like, okay, I got to get Shannon's berries. got to get some kind of buns. Forgot the name of them. But I was like, okay, I had to go back through the Marco. They didn't have it. So I was like, ah, we'll just make some do. It was just it was a shit show. <laughs> So if you've ever had kids at a grocery store, they kind of go ahead of you and pick out some stuff that they really want, right? And they'll yell across the store, like, <laughs> Mom, can I get this? <laughs> Fine. Okay. So my oldest runs ahead and goes to the bananas. Mm-hmm. And who's been to Whole Foods, the one in Louisville, it's like they're hanging. Oh, yeah. On that, they're hanging that and, wall. Yeah, yeah. And you can kind of pick mm-hmm. which, you wanna, which one you want to pick. Well... He picks one, one, one off, banana, one banana off. <laughs> Wait, does he take it off the bunch? Mm-hmm. Oh, he takes it off the bunch. Okay, okay. <laughs> and it is the largest banana I've ever seen in my life. Okay, <laughs> this thing is bigger than my head, like longer than my head. And he picks it up. He holds it over his head, and oh I'm goodness. down by the carrots. He's down by the bananas, and he's like, "Mom, look at this thing. What would someone do with this?" everyone turns around in the store i mean it's just the like the sheer size of it and just like holding this large man he's like what are we gonna do with this (laughs) i mean it's just it was like everyone started rolling i was like i guess make a banana boat (laughs) i mean like what are you gonna say it was the most awkward right all like all i saw was health class yeah all like the the inappropriate things you want to say you're like a you can't because it's my kid and b you're like i'm in public shit i know i can't do it and i'm in whole foods you know like and so it was read the room (laughs) it was great and then luna picked up a dragon fruit she's like i want to try this i'm like okay save the day so anyway (laughs) that was one of the funniest things (laughs) mom what are we? <laughs> oh my god that's so that was a perfect segue into our craziness we are doing a new segment but we're going to mm-hmm. take a segment into a show correct because there's just a lot to unpack this week correct. on what we feel like is a topic surrounding lots of things but this is our, our new segment is called social catch-up we love a play on words this is Get gonna it. be fun yeah 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 dipping in K 
catching up. I love that. Things I know, right? My heart went pitter patter when you said that. Today. I was so I was excited like, to oh talk. My God. I was like, this I got it. Catch up. I got it. I mean, I just see all the things happening. I know. Me too. I'm like, this is great. And before you roll your eyes too far in the back of your head, I know you guys like keep up with this kind of stuff. If you're here, then you definitely right. are keeping up with some kind of social pop yes. culture. And what I think is interesting about this particular okay we're going to be talking about the framing britney spears documentary that new york times put out just a couple days ago why i feel like this is so interesting is because this is like a a pop star that we grew up with i mean i was in college when she was like coming onto the scene i know you were probably in high school Mm -hmm. like when that happened but like watching somebody their rise to fame like i felt like i was on the train with her at some capacity do you know what i mean like there's a lot of things and then i'm gonna fast forward a little bit like being in the cheer industry back in the 2000s you didn't have a cheer routine that didn't have a britney spears song in it you didn't have kids that didn't know who she was so like she's very prevalent in the fact that she has been a constant over the past 20 years for both of us so i find that to be one of those interesting i'm like why can't i stop looking at this like why is this so interesting but then when you get into the documentary you're like holy shit this Mm -hmm. goes way deeper way crazier now again we're not experts yeah you should definitely watch it before listening to this so push pause and come back because it is it's something you need to see and listen to it so you can better understand exactly because what we're going to be talking about is going to be kind of going through what we saw in the documentary, but also our opinions on a when it happened, if you can remember, like specifically going through her her timeline, and then b what we think of it now as with the twenty twenty one lens. And I felt like how you know if you had like a, a time capsule mm-hmm. and you go and dig it up. Oh, for sure. You yeah. know the memories you had when you put it there, that, and now that felt like it's dug back up and that, it's just resurfacing. Yeah. Like that's not how I remembered it. Exactly. That's not the that's not the memory, and <clears throat> that's what I felt like watching this. That I was like, oh my gosh, I felt a little guilty. Oh, for sure, definitely participating yeah. in a lot of these mental destructions. Yeah, <laughs> and, and we'll, we'll definitely touch on that because I think that's a very big component to this story, but also a much larger piece to our conversation. I think that we, as collective a, a culture, need to have and be like. Is our entertainment worth the mental well-being and physical well-being of another human being? Right. We'll start from the beginning. Okay, let's do it. So they take us through. They open it up and they they start with her assistant, which I remember her back in the day when I used to watch the Britney and Kevin show mm, back mm-hmm. in the day. And so like I was like, oh my gosh, I remember her. Fee. Fee. <laughs> and so she really walks you through like the beginning, like the first days Right. Of how like not the beginning beginning like her and star search but then they kind of touch on that and i want to make this point clear when she was at on star search star search her voice was so breathy and deep yes. and like i don't know just very um uh, totally different than what it is it became to be yes and a very interesting fact about that she does have a very deep breath i mean which made her so striking as a performer because you had this giant voice that came out of this tiny little girl and you're like there's no way that that voice matches this kid which is why people were so enamored with her when she was little now as the circle start or the the machine starts to spin she um you know gets picked for the mickey mouse club Mm -hmm. and if you remember during that time 
Christina Aguilera was also on that show. Right. So when you look at the rise of Britney Spears, you also have a front seat right next to Christina Aguilera, who also has a deep, deep breathy, breathy voice. voice. Right. So you can't have two girls on the same market doing the same stuff, right. having the same thing. So one has to get pushed into the pop princess, you know, auto-tuned market factory go in that lane and then the other one gets to do which in all honesty i mean i think christina probably probably has more vocal range and should be you know where she was but that was just an interesting point i don't know that they bring that up in the documentary but or was it because britney came up first and she's and she had to bring her voice down to a different level or or bring it up to this more like little girl thing and to where maybe they pitted it against each you know what i'm saying yeah i don't i think that would probably be for like a different different deep dive into because I think that's you know it's definitely worth you know exploring that as a possibility of oh my god there's so many rocks here we're we're like we have boulders to uncover there's and no one will ever know no oh god we'll get to that too but like so she goes back home to Louisiana and by the way I can't remember most things in my life but I can't remember I remember every single part of this documentary I'm like I mean it's like embedded in my brain so she goes back and then she has a rough time, but she actually like, has a normal life. And I thought that was... For a couple of years, yeah, she's um, she gets her stint on the Mickey Mouse Club, and I, I think maybe that was two, maybe three years for her. That kind of fizzles out and then goes back to Kentwood, lives a normal life, plays basketball, does gymnastics, is a star of all these things, um, you know, in her own hometown, and then gets uh, the opportunity to go to New York. And, you know, they her family which is worth noting um, is not well off by any means. They have very little money to their name. Their dad or the dad, Jamie Spears is just a dick from everything that, you know, accounts can point towards as far as like he's into alcohol and seems to be having affairs with other women. And uh, these cords are driving me nuts. I know. Um, And then, you know, is always looking for a way to make a quick buck. Like, very unsuccessful in a lot of different types of businesses that he's had. So for them to, um, I think it's my mic, for them to have the money and invest it into Brittany would, I mean, was a very big financial burden on the family. And at the time there were three children. There's Brittany's older brother, Brittany, and then Jamie Lynn Spears, who is considerably younger than Brittany. She was like 10 years younger. I think so. Something like that. She Um, did a little bit of something, didn't she? Yeah, she was on Nickelodeon, I think, or... Um, she had a little bit of a music something, thing, and I she remember. was on TV sh- a TV show for a while. Right. Um, but I'm not really sure whatever happened. She got pregnant. She got pregnant at 16 and had a baby. Oh, was it 16? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So just following that timeline, they you know they go to New York. She ends up getting a record deal, and it just kind of rocket ships from there. At the time, her mom is like. I still have a young child at home. I can't leave the family. The dad's not giving up to, you know. And obviously she can't. I mean, she knew. She's in New York. She can't be there by herself. She's like 17 or 18 at this point. So this enter Felicia, that's Fee, who comes on as her quote unquote chaperone. Because she's not a business manager. She's an assistant. But she's really just because Brittany is so young. She needs somebody that can be of sound mind and sound body to help make good decisions and make sure that this kid's not getting taken advantage of by these, you know, adults. So, you know, she has this career or starts her journey in her career and, you know, sees a lot of success very quickly. Um, 
which in 1998, I think is when she first kind of, I think that's when uh, Hit Me Baby One More Time um, yeah, was, it was 1997, released. 1998. I think right? it was 98, yeah. Um, so that's kind of where the ship just propels at this point and if you remember back in 98 when she's coming on the scene with that song I mean it's that there was a lot of controversy around her being like this schoolgirl figure that still had a little you know sex appeal to her and she had this crop top and people were like what is happening but it yet, blew my mind yes back then yeah. I was being because my name is Brittany mm-hmm. and I was a freshman sophomore in high school I mean this this was everything to me yeah TRL Watching her on TRL was ever, I would race home. (laughs) I had to watch it every single day at four o'clock. And just knowing how, I mean, she catapulted onto the scene. And this was, I'd never seen anything like this. I mean, I probably, it was probably like the Madonna of the time, Mm -hmm. but just this different way. Like it wasn't pressing like this, these crazy limits. It was just like this real quote unquote, like had to be wholesome, but yet you knew there was like an underlying sex appeal. That right. it was made it okay. Yes. And like that's where the story starts to get framed by the Everyone. people in power. <laughs> and that people in power being um, the, you know, moms were starting to get uncomfortable with the fact that their daughters were looking up to, you know, they're like, she's too sexy for them. And it's like, okay but is she is she not and then you know little girls are not just little girls but like women everywhere and girls everywhere like she's amazing I mean she was very entertaining and she was very relatable and I think that that is what most people who gravitated towards Britney would say it's like she's so relatable she's a kid from nowhere you know Kentwood Tennessee Mm -hmm. Louisiana and and she's there. I think you just saw a lot of relatability in her. And I think for a lot and of she was always smiling. Always she was smiling. always she's, very yeah. happy to see her fans. I mean, that was what you saw. I mean, I think that, that was like the true meaning of like a pop star. Well, and she was a girl. And I think that was yes. really forced upon her. Well, and I think it's important to notice, too, like during the late 90s, early 2000s, that was the era of the boy band. You didn't see a girl solo artist like just making those kind of waves in a pool of, you know, NSYNCs and Backstreet Boys and 98 Degrees, like that they were dominated by the male boy band, not mm-hmm. a solo female who was clearly, you know, just making her mark. Right. So it, it was just, it just taking yourself back to that time was, was crazy for me because now it's it hits so differently it does i mean i and again i was in college so looking at this a little bit different like it never dawned on me that the words hit me baby one more time had anything sexual about it like, it was a glass break moment watching the documentary i'm like oh, oh. it's like when you figure out like the summer of 69 is not about yeah <laughs> You're like, you know, like, oh, I mean, it it just hits differently. It does hit. And I, but I think to the credit of like a lot of kids that listen to music and by kids, I mean, we will listen to things as, you know, like our gener, like just every, from every generation, like you, you hear music differently than how it's written or how it's like interpreted or even like what the lyrics are supposed to mean. I'm sure nowadays it's different because you can watch a full on like, watch the creator make the song from start to finish and know exactly what space, you know, they were in when you make back then there was, there wasn't that type of transparency. We just, we were dialed in and we got the lyrics that we got from the person who they told us to get it from. And it's like, 
No, we got them great. on the on the cover of the CD. Right. Of but the when album, I'm saying, you know, like, like you're like, oh, there's the lyrics and then you learned them and then yes, that was it. And that like, was it. Like you didn't think that much further about like what the lyrics meant. You're just no. like, unless MTV song. told us we had nothing. We, we had did, no other right, knowledge. We were like, okay. So, I mean, and that goes back to like we were led blindly. So, I mean, that was, I mean, that's a glass breaking moment. Mm-hmm. They kind of formatted what we saw too. Oh, that's a whole separate conversation about the how everything that we've been fed our entire life has been based upon people in a boardroom and oh yeah that's it like oh this is what they need to see this is what they need to see right and and by they it's like white people (laughs) right tables are very un you know unless represented unless the person of color whatever they may you know ethnicity if they had to fit a certain genre right you can't be can't be too much you can't be too yeah. yeah i couldn't imagine yeah I mean, we were just fed so much. So, so it, so it kind of goes on, and then it does slightly pivot because oh, there was, actually there was one scene I definitely want to touch on because that was so poignant for me was when they called her diva. We talked about this this morning when mm-hmm. they said, "She said, uh, I'm not a diva. I just know what I know what I like. You know, yeah. I know what I want." It was like even in that moment, like yeah. they were calling her a diva, like because she wanted something a certain way. She was like, "No, I am a performer. I know, I know what works. Right. I know how this should be executed." Mm-hmm. But she's the fucking artist. Right. She should have a fucking say. But, yeah, and that's just kind of goes back to the point of her image and her whole persona was crafted by somebody else this entire time. So it's, I mean, it's, and that's important to know, like as we get closer to where we are in real time now but like going through the early 2000s she was the epitome of every gossip magazine every i mean you like every paparazzi was getting they were getting millions of dollars for one picture of britney spears and like the you know news networks from you know primetime news to morning news to you know trl like every news outlet wanted a piece of her because she was so profitable for other people. And because as you saw her fall from grace, well, yeah, which was you, so bullshit. Yeah. Because she dated Justin. Well, well, we'll, we'll get there. We're, oh, okay. Let's, let's go a little bit more sequential so that we're not like all over the map. Yeah, we are with all over the map. Um, but in, in her rise, and again, early 2000s, she's plastered on every magazine everywhere and, you know, making great money for it. But during that time, you watch her go through the scrutiny and under the microscope of every person. I mean, just from slut shaming to asking you know, about her sexuality, asking about sexuality, asking about her breasts and her virginity. And yeah. these are questions that you're you these adults are gearing towards a 16 year old person. Yeah, seven or 17. There was one like, scene about a 40. I mean, it had to been a 40 year old man asking about her breasts, and she's mm-hmm. like, "My breasts? This is right. weird. It's weird." I mean, at these huge press conferences where they're asking about her virginity and she's just supposed to smile and be like, I'm going to save myself for marriage. Whether you agree with it or not, it's none of your business business. to to even ask that kind of stuff. And we were talking about this today. Like, there's no way that would stand up now, like in 2021. Like, there's just, you just wouldn't do it. You wouldn't. Like, you don't back people into the, you don't back women into the corner like that. Cause the, I mean, they came at her so hard with this stuff and it's such a like, ah, uh, moment for me. Cause it's these men are who like projected this image of sexiness and this is what we want you to look like. And this is all the stuff that we want you to do. But like, as soon as she leans into it, they're like, no, 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 no. no. 
Not, no, I was you can't a, do that. No, you can't, can't do that because then you're going to look, you know, trashy or you're going to be, it's too much. So it's like, where the fuck do you want me to land on this? Because mm-hmm. you guys are creating this image that you want me to maintain, but I can't lean into it. Or then I'm falling from grace as being your all American girl. So like, you know, I feel like that's like inter chip one into like the, you know, the mind fuck game that is Britney Spears of like, Okay, well, what am I supposed to do? Wouldn't you feel at that age, too, that you can't do anything right? Yeah. Well, if I do this, I'm told to do this. And then if I do this, then no, no, go back to that. Right. So you're probably, you're just so, it's a tug of war internally, too, as you're exploring your sexuality, as you're finding out who you are, as you're learning about the world. Yeah. I'm like, she's traveling all over the world. She's doing all these things, but yet she has to put on this brave face. And this is... Because the tabloids were so big, mm-hmm. this was a totally different era too. Yeah, I mean, I would relate like tabloids to like drugs. Like people were buying them. Oh yeah, hand over fist, way more. I mean, I was. Yeah, for sure. Um, if I, I loved them. a good smut. Like I couldn't get enough of it. Of course, couldn't get enough. Of course. Um, but it, and now it just goes back to like, oh my gosh, you know, you did, you we did definitely feed into that. But yeah. that's all you. That's all we. That's the only news outlet we really had. We didn't have like social media hadn't taken off. Right. Yeah. And that so we that's how we got these like crazy stories. We're like, oh, you couldn't wait. You yeah. couldn't wait to get us weekly or you couldn't wait to get people. Right. So we got your news. Mm-hmm. You're smart. Yeah. You're smart. Yeah, you got your smart. Like and it was it was for prime time. Yeah, it was just interesting because she was really good at navigating all different aspects of media outlets. Mm-hmm. And again, it just crossed so many genres of like and so many like generations of people that found it fascinating for other reasons and i don't i didn't remember this but like i didn't remember it happening the way that it happened but when the justin timberlake and britney spears breakup happened and that whole debacle of um you know she cheated on justin with Wade Robson and then Justin you know makes this song about her in this video and hires like the Britney Spears double to be in the video and it like completely and that was okay and that was okay I mean people were like way to stick it to her Justin and I mean I know I was one of them I mean I was like oh my gosh this is like the best revenge video I mean we we, I replayed it over and over yeah this was I mean it was great cry me a river oh oh, my gosh that's that's how you handled the breakup I mean it was just like you know it was completely like just pouring gasoline on this poor girl's fire and like lighting the match for her mm-hmm. being like, well, you kind of did it yourself in the video. It's Fred Durst though. They think they play it up like rewatch, mm-hmm. rewatch it. It's, he has okay. a red hat on. They play it up to be Fred. Cause that was also who she was claimed to be, be with mm-hmm. Wade. Yeah. There was like a couple like a couple I thought people. the, the Fred Durst thing was with Christina Aguilera. Yeah, you're right. Never mind. Okay. Well, who's the red hat? Yeah, that's there- Fred Dish with the red hat, but Wade Robson is who the whole, like, was it, okay. cheating on Justin oh, okay. was him. Never mind. Yeah, that's okay. Um, you're right. You're right. You're right. I feel like it's all in the same. I know. They all t- we probably read that in the same magazine. <laughs> back <laughs> back so in 2021. True. So true. Whatever that was. Um, but the, the, just the villainizing of her um, because of that, and like what he was able to get away with mm. and like how he was on a radio show and the DJ and was like, did you get in her pants? And he was like, why is that okay? Hell yeah, Ooh. I did. I mean, you that's not okay. I mean, I just can't think of a better explanation of like slut shaming. And then that, 
that whole storyline just breaks my heart for her because I'm like, she one, you have to go through that period, which sucks. Mm-hmm. But then you have to go through it, not just like publicly, but globally. Like this isn't just a, your run of the mill pop star. This is a global icon. Like everybody knows who this kid is. And like that story was like the foundation, like internship number two of like, well, I didn't see that coming. And yet there was no support for her. There was no like, who could you trust? There's, no one, there's no one coming to her defense. There's either. nobody coming because to her Because if defense. you did, then you're like, mm, what's wrong with you? Right. And let, I mean, even if she, I don't care. Does it, does it really matter if she cheated or not? Who cares? They're like 17. Right. You've never made a mistake at 17. That's what also that was never pointed out. It was always like, yeah. she had to be above everybody, I guess, because right. we put her on such a platform, which is crazy. We should never yeah. do it to people. Um, but moving forward, the big thing for me was the Diane Sawyer interview. We, yes. That, and that, yeah. that hit me hard because mm-hmm. I like woman to woman. Yeah. And she's and she's telling her things and she's asking her questions about this breakup and about like what happened and what is number one why right and number two she's like um she doesn't come to her like even a little bit of defense like right. I know you're not supposed to pick sides during an interview but at least say hand her a box of tissues or something because the girl is literally bawling her eyes out and like I don't know how to handle these questions and not that I mean she's so young mm-hmm. like and I think that that we forget because I think she just played the part so well that you just forget that you're just not emotionally developed to be talking about this stuff, let alone dealing with it like this in a public setting. Um, I, I found it really interesting too, like to go back to that Justin thing that they were playing this alongside of the Monica Lewinsky, Bill Clinton scandal and how much they were talking about sex in the tabloids. And we hadn't seen that, type of coverage about sex ever in tabloids but it was like prominent and it was like a are you a slut like monica or are you going to be a virgin like britney Mm. and then like it was kind of like the fall from grace when it happened of like oh wait a minute everybody's a slut everybody's a slut yeah and i'm like oh god y'all just get the get the fuck out get out of my vagina get out of my vagina leave it out of here that's a great point and they make that that definite correlation but it does make it they knew what sold. Oh yeah. They knew yes. they knew the money makers because they'd already been through it with Monica a few years before. So definitely at 2001 ish. I think so. What ish yeah. when all of the collapse with that relationship. Yeah, they're like, "Oh, we see it here. Mm-hmm. We can make a lot of money." Well, it was, it was I mean, it was happening around the same time frame. Like bo- both of those stories were going on around the same time. So it was like it was like a double whammy for these tabloids and you know even the news outlets i mean this was primetime news like this is insane that that was i'm just amazed that it was always i don't remember these interviews in lifetime but the fact that these were on primetime asking about someone's sexuality and that's okay right makes my brain fall out of my head i'm like whoa yeah i mean but this is during our lifetime and when we were in right and we were we were probably tuning in being like what's she gonna say it just That's makes crazy. me in what what I see now is that it is better. Like I'm glad that sexuality is embraced more in a different way, not shameful, but like celebrated. Mm-hmm. Like let's celebrate your sexuality, and right. you know you can wear what you want to wear, do what you want to do, and there is way less slut shaming. There still is slut shaming, but yeah. way less than there. Well, I think we have a word for it now. I don't think there was a word, and it was easier to jump on a bandwagon back then than it was to stand up and be like, "This is not okay," and now we're not 
we're not afraid to stand up and be like, this is not okay. <laughs> like, yeah. Stop. Like, not okay. Stop, stop, stop. Not okay. Yeah. So, you know, I, yeah, going back to Justin Timberlake, he can. I know. I'm, suck a dick. I'm down. I'm, ugh. I don't like, I don't like him. I'm not a fan right now. I'm not a fan ever at this point. I'm like, unless you can do an apology tour of what you did to that poor girl, you're dead to me. Like, I'm done. Do because I don't think that he sees what he did as wrong. I think he just probably sees it as his, like, youth and his, but at the same time. Right. Just say, you know, looking yeah. back, that was rough. Or yeah. I, I was manipulated to, or I was told to do something. Because if you don't, mm-hmm. then you're a part of the problem. And obviously right. there's some heavy manipulation going on absolutely and yeah that i'm not for that right um so moving on in moving the on. britney timeline we fast forward i don't know how many years later not that much longer but then she starts dating kevin Federline, and this escalated quickly because yeah. within a couple months maybe um they were married and then just not that much longer after that we get baby number one and this really entered the stage for Brittany that you're like, wow, okay, you know, there's a marriage and there's a baby and you're like, okay, like, <laughs> hold on, I got one thing to say. Yeah. When you guys, if you guys have watched the documentary and you see Ellen, they're on Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> you know what <laughs> scene I'm talking about and like Brittany's pregnant uh-huh. and you see Kevin Federline and I know this was the style and everything, but like, he's such a doof. Like, can we I just, know. he's. Such yeah. a dude. I was it's, like, even then, I'm like, I know he was probably like playing that cool guy role. Like mm-hmm. he was wearing this like blazer with this open pink shirt. I don't know why this is embedded in my memory, but like these distressed. It, it the denim was so gross. I mean, you and I know that was the style. I, we just I know didn't I wore have it many too. Denim options back then, but, but it he just was, wasn't good. He would just look <laughs> and the way, not even like looking, just sitting up like normal. He's look. He just slouches down. Like yeah. you just know he's a doof. Right, <laughs> just like, a doof. This is. This is tricky. Um, yeah. Not, again, not who we would have seen her with. No. But you know what? He's that not doing anything with his life right now. No. I mean. I, well, we don't know. That, that'll come no. later. We don't really know. That's, that's um, story two. Yeah. Then they have the baby and it's, you know, it's kind of one of those like, it happened so quick. You see her out and you're starting to look like, she okay? She okay? Now again, you and I, we have children. A lot of our listeners, they have children. You know what it must be like. I mean, after your first kid, especially your first one, you're mourning oh the gosh. life, your old life, which wasn't stable for her to begin with. Um, mm-hmm. But like all that postpartum, just hormones and energy and just things that you're and like. And being a newlywed. And being a newlywed. Like so many things with this girl that you're like, oh. And again, she's got no one to turn to. Like it's not like she's super duper close with her mom. She's not really that close with her dad. Her sister's still too young to understand this. Fee, her Felicia, assistant, friend, whatever. We're not really sure where she is in in the timeline of all this stuff. So, like, she's going through a lot of this stuff pretty much by herself, which is awful to think about. Awful. I can't imagine going through motherhood in the infancy stages like that by myself. I mean, that's horrifying to me. It's awful. But just thinking about being under the microscope and being under, like, you can't go get a Starbucks by yourself or even with your baby in the car without there being a shit ton of paparazzi all around you. And even when you go back to what you remember seeing, 
Mm-hmm. That was normal. You're like, oh yeah, yeah, she's just going into Starbucks. Yeah. Right. But when you see it through a different lens, like this documentary, yeah, like she can't do anything. She can't do anything. She can't do literally anything. She can't walk into a hotel like yeah. at all without it takes her twenty minutes. It takes her twenty minutes. I mean, and there are paparazzis who get in fights in front of her because somebody gets in one of their way to get the shot of Brittany and she's just like, Ah, I mean I just, and that's and my baby. That's Anytime you leave your house, that's not just for, you know, going to a fancy award show. This is anytime you leave your house for the most minute thing that you can possibly think of, you are getting accosted by paparazzi. Yeah. And if you come from that sentiment of like, well, she's famous, she signed up for this. No, the fuck she didn't. Nobody signs up to be harassed on a daily basis. For she signed doing up to make music. Daily activities yeah she signed up to make music and right. she got a couple sponsorships and more than a couple yeah and then she just went on tour but does that mean that we the paparazzi and like should he, be able to yeah, dictate society? like everything that she does no no, no, no that's taken away so many personal freedoms which we'll get to that mm-hmm. which is fucked up yeah so that that happens and then pretty quickly after baby number one comes baby number two and then that's when i think a lot of shit really starts to hit the fan with people looking at her like she's an unfit mother and she's making really bad decisions and you know her extensions look really shitty like i mean just everything that you could possibly think of that people are can i touch on extension things i mean let me touch on this (laughs) because i i've i've shamed her but dude i get it like it's hard to keep the keep up this life and i Mm -hmm. and i you know some days they look amazing and some days they look ratchet right and you you okay yeah right and if you don't someone have someone you know nudging you to be like should we braid the hair today? Just no, okay. That's so, yeah, let's braid it. Yeah. Put a hat on. Put a hat on. You know, but you have no one in your corner. Nobody in your corner. And like, crazy. You have cra- remember the crazy mom hair? Like you know, because you lose your oh, hair yeah, during you pregnancy, you and then so she had two back to back, which I've been there. And then so you have even more crazy hair, like coming like the little regrowth. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. so your hair falls out and you the regrowth, but you have crazy hair coming out, and no wonder. Yeah, she's exhausted. She's having exhausted. two kids back to back, back to back like that. I mean, it's a lot. So you have no parents helping you out. No, she's not in a mommy group. No, she's not. She has no one to like say, is this normal? Right. She's probably like web MD every five seconds. Like, oh my God, their belly button fell off. Is that normal? Like she has no idea. Right. She doesn't know. Um, so not, I don't remember when in the timeline of this. And maybe, do you remember like when Federline and her got divorced? They filed for separation, like, or filed for divorce, like, two months after the second kid. Okay, so it was pretty quick. Yeah. Pretty quick turnaround. Like, um, weeks, probably. So, that's, I mean, okay, so you're going to have two kids under the age of two. You're going through a divorce. You just really got married not that long ago. And, I mean, so, think about all of the life events that are happening to this girl. Bang, 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 bang. That's a lot. That's enough to drive any person to the point of breaking. And then she has she, no one to lean on. There's again. nobody to let's, lean on. Let's go back. I mean, like that's yeah. so important. She's got security to, guards, but those aren't your people. Like, yeah. you know, they, they're just, they're doing a job. But um, the amount of just, again, freedom she doesn't have, control that she's under, like the constant scrutiny of like that this girl is under a microscope at the hands of people that click photos for a living, um, you know, kind of leads us up to well she starts hanging out with Lindsay lohan and paris Hilton. oh yes that's right the bimbo the, the uh, you know the party girls or whatever mm-hmm. hey hang out with whoever you want to hang out with and by the way paris Hilton, very intelligent very 
Do you watch that documentary? Yep, that's a good one. That's another one. Oh, really I mean, one. Homegirl didn't do anything that she didn't think was great. Right. Like she was like, it's yeah. Don't undersell Paris Hilton. No, she's, she's very she's smart cookie. Sad story on that one too, but that's another podcast. That's, that's another for another podcast. social catch up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but. You know, I think that that was more like more or less just because of her little part in the documentary. I think that she probably did want the best for her at that oh, time. Oh, for sure. I, mean, I have no idea with Lindsay Lohan, but I can't imagine she wants the best for anybody. That's just you know, again, <laughs> she looks an funny. outsider looking in. She's I don't dark. know. She's a little dark. <laughs> um, but like that being a whole moment, and it again can't go anywhere without paparazzi. And of course, they're you know they are paparazzi gold at this point everything they but they're do not saying anything about Kevin bad. going out no they're only saying something about her going out right because she's supposed to be at home with her children exactly so all of this leads down the road to Brittany is an unfit mother in the eyes of the court in the eyes of Kevin who now wants to have complete control or custody of his children um and which he gets or no I think at some point they had 50 50 they had 50 50 and I don't know when it switched or because she uh, that was after she shaved her head and well no that was <clears throat> be- she before she shaved her head because that was the whole point of her because she was going to Kevin Federline's house because she wanted to see her kids mm-hmm. he wouldn't even open up the gate and that was the night that she was like uh, they drove to a gas station and um that was uh, and the umbrella the still. umbrella yeah and that was but that was after she shaved her head so like yeah. it was the same night of like not meeting her kids um. That catapulted. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So the, we get to the breakdown of shaving your head and the umbrella to the car. And that is all stemming from not being able to see your children. But I think it's worth mentioning, like when she shaves her head, that is when she is hoping that this all goes away. She's like, if I shave my head, nobody touch me. I mean, it's all about control at this point because she's had none of it of herself. Like she's never once been in control of her own anything because somebody has always been there to say a b and c or yes you can no you can't um so she wanted to i mean she shaved her head because she wanted to be done she's like i'm not the person you want me to be anymore that girl is gone so if i shave my head maybe they'll all leave me alone nope that doesn't happen it was bigger microscope that she was put under and psychiatric psychiatric watch Mm -hmm. and all these other things yeah and which i think that leads into the huge manipulation. Now, was she probably a little mental unstable? Of course, but wouldn't you be? I mean, I'm not shaming her and, yeah. you know, and definitely talk more about mental illness and maybe she did need a little bit more help. But at the same time, she was, I think that that was also the, f- the first step into coercion to where she was yes. basically told that she was crazy. And I think it's worth noting up to this point, we don't have any record of anybody being on record saying that she was taking psychiatric medicine or that she was medicating herself, either self medicating or, you know, somebody assisting her with that as far as treating a mental illness. Like Mm -hmm. we don't there, I don't believe that there's been a record about that to date. Now, what I do think that there is, hopefully they come up, come out with that. Yeah. Because back then we don't, we didn't talk about mental illness 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. We didn't talk about that. Mm -mm. I know. That's just, that's new. Most now. recently yeah. come up. Exactly. Um, so that kind of gets us into 2007, 2008. And then let's see, where does it start from there? It's the. Are you talking about the umbrella incident? Yeah. Cause it's like she, she goes through the breakdown goes through the umbrella. I don't know. That must've been 2008. Cause that's when she lost every, that's when she had to go into conservatorship. 
Well, because there was a stint in a um, in a mental mental institution where she is taken out of her house in a stretcher in an ambulance, and they couldn't confirm if it was voluntary or not. Could they? No, they can't confirm that. Yeah. Um, But there is a record of her mom, Jamie or Lynn Spears, saying that she witnessed the Sam guy that she was dating. Oh, we need to talk about Sam. Yeah, he's he's like a promoter slash paparazzi turned party promoter. They said the word dating. guru a little bit. Like there was like, it, it was, was like, like self-proclaimed a, though. It's like he never yes. really got off the ground doing it, but he was always trying to be around the people that he could kind of latch onto and mm-hmm. take Leech. them to the next level, even though he couldn't do that for anybody. That, that But that's the dream that he sold Brittany. And there is like a... Like they were inseparable. Yeah. Mm-hmm. A, a record of the mom saying like there was pills being crushed into her food, um, which, uh, okay. I feel like that answers a lot of questions like going forward. <laughs> like, is that still happening? Are we still getting that with Brittany today? Right. I don't know. Um, but that it was unclear of why she was being taken away on a stretcher because it wasn't at her own request that that was being happened taking her from an ambulance so which makes me kind of think i'm like did he plan that because there was paparazzi out there there was you know that would have been great for you know great publicity great tv great great you could sell the yeah. you know pictures for that kind of stuff and that's the kind of thing that that guy would do you know just for fame and whatnot but um that the pill thing for me i think that's still happening yeah to watch her now even on instagram and yeah, we'll get to that. But it, I could, I still, you just, you can't think that she's of sound mind. Right. Completely. Yeah. It would be hard to see that. But then this is where it gets interesting. Cause I think it was around 2008 ish. I'm going to say late 2008. And I'm sorry that I don't know the exact timeline yeah. on this guys. But, um, that is when her dad steps in. Oh no, it was definitely 2008. Conservatorship. It's been, tw- right. it's been 12 years when they made the documentary. Okay. So it's, okay. It's definitely so that's when he steps in because she's clearly at this point having a hard time with it, everything and I mean there's obviously I feel like the stories line up very well in the eyes of the media which again you don't know who's planting people where they need to be in order to take these photos or that photo um, but it, it lines up very well that she is not capable to take care of herself or her estate so enter the conservatorship of her father for her which this her guy finances. hasn't been around for years years no he doesn't even want anything to do with her he only wants money and right. like she is a total cash cow for him he sees the writing on the wall mm-hmm. he sees long game she just wanted short game right and she but she says in the documentary like there are lawyers that confirm this she did not want her dad as the conservator right of finances or, or in person it was both yeah and how he was able to do that is still unbeknownst to me. Like, and that's what's scary. Yeah. The fact that this kind of situation can't exist in today's world. And it's still like, these are still laws very much in place. Right. And like, this is, yeah, 100%. This is where the story gets like to the next level of like, what the fuck? Because once Jamie Spears comes in and gets conservatorship over Britney's estate, which conservatorship is typically not used for somebody who is, this young normally mm-hmm. it's somebody who is like of not of sound mind or body to make decisions financially or even about their own life i mean 
from the amount of toothpaste you can buy and the, you know, the amount of money that you can right. have for gas. Like, I mean, everything is controlled to the penny, but it's because the person's money that they're watching after doesn't have the ability to make decisions for themselves. And usually the what I what I read online is that they have threatened not only their own life, but lives of others in multiple ways, mul- you know, maybe multiple mm-hmm. times, or they are basically deathbed. Right. So, and that's when that's those kind of things step in. Yeah. This is, none of that's the case. Mm-hmm. Now the umbrella thing, whatever. This is a car window. I don't think that that should have been yeah. taken into play, but I mean, I guess it was. That guy provoked her. When you watch that, it is oh, it like same goddamn thing. poking a lion through a cage with a stick and being like, that lion bit me. And it's like, motherfucker, don't put your finger in there. Like, don't do that. Don't provoke. Don't provoke. Honestly, I think he got off kind of easy with the umbrella. Yeah. Like, honestly, I would have gone way more nuclear. <laughs> like, like you wanted, I would have taken, I was like, why didn't she take the gas, the gas pump out of the gas thing and just start mm, just, just, just unleashing and just light a match. That's where I go. <laughs> <laughs> that, I'm like, you're at a gas station. Ladies and gentlemen, breathe one. <laughs> I know. You got to go dark. You got to go dark. And I, I'm like, if that was me, I'm like, yeah, you, yeah. you push me, motherfucker, I'm going to push you back. Right. Let yeah. Because it was you see her like so freaking vulnerable and then mm-hmm. she's like get, gl- yeah. grabs that umbrella and she's like <laughs> done with it that and was I'm great like, okay um and he and that photographer was in the documentary and he says like she never asked us to leave you know leave her alone and the producers was like well what about the time that she said leave, leave her alone, alone. <laughs> and his response was like oh she just didn't want to be left she wanted to be left alone right then but, but not, not like, like forever not like tomorrow or the next day I'm like, you are a piece of trash. Yeah. You are garbage. You are garbage human. You are garbage. For so sure. the conservatorship takes place because she does. That's the only way that she's allowed to see her children under supervision. Yes. There's also a medical record that was not allowed to be seen by Brittany's lawyer. Also, right. the lawyer that she hired, she was not allowed to use because of something in the medical records that stated she wasn't able to make that decision so the court had to appoint a lawyer for her right which the lawyer that she originally hired was like that is not true because she was a very sound mind when we when she hired me for this so yes and And he confirms that she was able to make decisions yes for herself yes so and during that time is when she said stated specifically she did not want her father to have control of her finances like that was during that meeting with the lawyer that she hired and this other lawyer pushed for it. Correct. Which makes us think that there has to have been like a judge ruling on this or a judge getting some kind of kickback. Yeah. You just don't get these kind of rulings. Well, I, okay. Right. I, I don't, I mean, yes, I do think that everybody on that legal team on both sides, because she's paying for both. She's paying for her legal team. She is paying for Jamie Spears legal team. So everybody's getting funded by the same bank account at mm-hmm. this point so I, I mean it's very good business for the conservator team to stay together because the more money she makes the more money they get and she takes off Be- after 2008 she too. does she has a comeback to her she, she does come back come back to her There's she was two. on how i your mother she was on uh the pepsi she made a comeback on from pepsi i think she was in las vegas i went to see she her vegas had show two Vegas residencies while she was under this conservatorship. She did a tour. She had an album. I mean, there was countless things that she did during all of this. So 
how can you not be of sound mind and body to have control of your finances, but you can be of sound mind and body to have a almost 10 year stint of career after that. So it, a lot of those just, and I think that's where everybody's like, this doesn't make any sense. I'm well, you like, do kind of see in, even during uh, the time we've known each other, she's had some interviews where like, oh my gosh, you see that Britney Spears interview? Like where she just, yeah. it's not of, yeah. you can definitely tell she's on some kind of medication. Yeah. And I think let, let's go ahead and fast forward to 2018 because that is entering Britney Spears Instagram account. Which is beautiful. And she yeah. she found that loophole. <laughs> she did. She found that byline and she's like, hold up. Right. But what she was able to do with Instagram as a lot of people on platforms and pedestals that we put them on were able to take back their control. Because at that point, if you're the one putting out the content, you don't like your paparazzi doesn't need to get photos of you because they're not worth as much money because you've already put out the narrative and you want to yeah. spend it the way you want to. So you kind of found that as like a big fuck you. And I'm like, I'm here for it. I'm like, yes, ma'am. But then when you dive deep into Britney's Instagram, you're like, oh, dear God, is she okay? And it, and I will admit it was started off as a big joke. Like, I mean, she was kind of in on the joke a little bit, but maybe kind of I removed. I don't think she's ever been in on the joke. You, you don't I, think she was in on the joke from the beginning? No. See, I, uh -uh. I've, I, I don't know if she went grandiose to get views. I don't know. I'm, I'm still on the fence because I think that she had to grab somebody's attention. She couldn't put out really great pictures and all that kind of stuff. People would think she was okay. No. Well, to think that she's okay would probably be an understatement, but I think it's Britney Spears. And at 2018, if your cult following has been nothing but tripling, quadrupling up to this point. So like you're just gaining fans hand over fist at this point, right? The, <laughs> it's weird. I mean, it's, it's insane. It's insane, but like not be, okay. Instagram, one thing, but then like her, her music and like what it's done to help people and what it's done to help, you know, people in the LGBTQ plus community come to terms with where they are and be a feeling of acceptance and just mm -hmm. feeling like she gets us like she's making music for us. And like, this is fantastic. So there's like a whole generation of people who won't know life without Britney Spears, which yeah. is absolutely amazing to me. But also that, owe her the what they feel like I owe her my life because she got me out of a really dark place and like look she's been in a dark place and she's well she's still alive I don't know if she's having it but you know like <laughs> she's here so I mean I she's think there that, like when you look at at that type of like you keep that in mind and then 2018 she pops back up onto Instagram like there was she could have just posted a picture of a shoe which she does plenty of times now but like that would have that could have gotten millions of likes because she's been in the dark. We didn't mm -hmm. know where she was. She was like off the radar for a long fucking time. And then all of a sudden she comes back up on Instagram. But she just doesn't come back on Instagram. <laughs> she comes back on twirling and spinning and in the same short she left us in in 2008. And I'm like, what in the actual fuck is happening with Brittany Graham's Instagram? We don't know. We don't know. I don't know. And I, I mean, I was kind of when you when I first got back on the scene with her and think it was 2018 mm -hmm. it was a couple years ago yeah we were like oh my gosh what's wrong with this girl like what's going on and i have i will admit i was more of a joke for me i'm like oh my god this girl is just crazy but i really didn't understand the narrative and then as it started unraveling the last two years it's not funny anymore no. like this is the joke is the joke is over or i'm, right. I'm sorry i've just participated in the joke uh it's no longer funny because you can definitely tell there's some dark shit going on and right. she 
definitely got yeah. dealt a very, very, very bad hand of manipulation, misogyny, um, just beat down by the media. Yeah. We did her bad. We and did. I think that we do owe. We did her dirty and we deserve we, the free Britney. <laughs> yeah. And I think that the, I do love the, the huge movement because she definitely deserves whatever kind of life that she can salvage. Mm-hmm. I'm not so sure she'll ever perform or do anything like that again. I hope she does. But I do. I'll, all I want her to be is like, just like, do whatever you want to do, girl. Right. You want to go have a tomato farm in Louisiana and play with your kids? Go do it. Right. But like, I want you to just be able to do you. Yeah. Without, because when you see what her dad had to put her through, worked her like up. Just, I don't know. A some, pack mule. I don't know. Yeah, a I pack mean. mule. I, I just, just he made all the decisions. Mm-hmm. But you do see that last little bit when she when she gave up her last residency in Vegas. That was totally her. Oh, that was that was her. That was her gas station moment, like throwing up. <laughs> that was. But I also think if you watch her, she's not there. Like there's no way she could perform because there's no life behind the eyes. I think she got that way on purpose. So they knew that she could only walk out and then leave. I think she did that on purpose. Mm. That was calculated. She didn't want to do it. She because I mean, I saw the Britney Spears show mm-hmm. in Vegas um when she, I don't forget the name of it. I love her. I yeah, I really do. It was not good. Yeah. It was <laughs> I mean, yeah. I get it. I mean, if I would I would probably be exhausted too. I'm doing show after show after show after show after show. I mean, yeah. it was it was not. I mean, I loved I sing along. I stood up. I was yeah. like, yeah, 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 but it just it's off. Yeah. It Which, was off. I mean, I feel like that's, I've heard that for years of that tour, but I think it was also because again, I don't know what's being sprinkled in her food. I don't know if she knows it's being in there. Like I don't, none of us know. And like, that was the whole, I think ending point of the, the documentary is that we may never know. No, and, I, I have this stinking feeling that she wants, she has some, sometimes I think that if she wants to throw gasoline on it, she yeah. has a little bit more, she can, she's like, okay. She fine. probably knows a lot more than we give her credit for knowing, but th- this is where I feel like that I don't know we're ever going to know the full story because again, unless she's been keeping like a, you know, voice <laughs> recorded diary or, you know, handwritten notes that she can decipher one day, I don't know, but like. There's been so much manipulation of this girl that I can't imagine her account of this story is actually going to be ever validated because of what her image has been smeared with up to this point. Like, if you have been medicated and drugged for the past 12 years, like, what do you remember? Do you know what I mean? Like, I, yeah, I And how can we help these people go to jail right. for a very, very long time? Right. So, I mean, again... I'm just curious how many people have gotten rid of evidence, how many people have, you know, gone in and made sure that she she remembers the story a different way because it's going to take a lot of hypnosis for her. It's going to take a lot of like a lot of therapy for that girl to come back, but like to tap into memories that haven't already been pre-programmed. No, that's not what happened. You don't remember? No, this is what happened. Like just again, she's never been allowed to make a decision for herself. So I can't imagine that she's going to be allowed to have the memories of actually what happened mm-hmm. either. I don't think they're going to let her have those. No. It's almost like those people that you hear about, those people get kidnapped and locked yeah. in a basement. And right. then they it just everything unfolds at different times. Yes. And the only way that they can recount it was through the diaries. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah. I mean, yeah. maybe she can. Hopefully that I hope so. I don't. Yeah, I don't care if it's chicken scratch. I don't care if it's like 
crazy doodles. Maybe it's like cave drawings. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, somebody's going to put it together something. one day. I don't know, girl. <laughs> How the best forensic diarist ever. <laughs> right. I don't care who it is. But I mean, it, it was so enlightening. And I hope that's, I hope you guys enjoy it. I really do because it was very eye-opening for me. Yeah. It hit hard. It hit hard because I definitely participated in a lot of the the, the negative thoughts mm-hmm. and how could we, but I think we are a little bit better as a society. You wouldn't yeah. know it, but I do think I see a lot of growth from where we were. Yeah. And now I don't think we would ever do this to somebody. I hope. Well, I, hope. I don't know. It's there's a, I see comments on her Instagram all the time and it's like, I, don't, I mean, I hope she has those notifications turned off on her phone. Like, I hope she don't get to read those because <laughs> I know f- there's a lot of really beautiful, positive people yeah. in her corner, but there's also a lot of really big douche canoes out there just fucking slinging shit at this kid. And I'm like, slinging it. Her slinging it. <laughs> She's had a hard time. She's got a, she had a very hard time. I mean, but I feel bad for her. I need to. I don't feel bad for the kids. Mm, I, man. Okay. So we said we were going to revisit that. I'm like, what does Kevin know? What does he know? I don't know. I don't know what Kevin knows. I, I, we I his honestly think that those kids probably have a pretty accurate, like... Well, they're old now. Let's see here. Um, 2007 or 8, right? No. Ooh, no. Grab that phone. No, 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 no. Well, 2008 is when she lost her kids. So 18. So that's probably... They've got to be every bit of 15 or 16. Are you okay, Georgie? She's whining. I wonder if that door's closed. <laughs> Great. Um, I think they're, they're probably... I'm going to guess 15 or 16. And then I'm curious, like, what happens when they turn 18? Can they say anything? Or are they part of it, too? Like, listen. 15 and 14. 15 and 14. Okay. Because mm-hmm. I believe that Kevin's not able to say anything. He's probably under the conservatorship, too, of, like, listen, if she gets out of this, like, you don't get anything kind of thing. I don't know. I mean, and these are all speculations. I really have no idea. Oh. You know. And Amber? Um, I, you know... Let's hope that they are safe yeah. and that they are at least somewhat taken care of because they're going to have a hard road. Yeah, I know. That's whew. well, at least their name's not blanket or something. That's oh, something. I know. That's like a whole separate. <laughs> that's a whole. Let's touch on the weekend before we go. Oh, because that's this is you been... mean what happened on the weekend? I know, or right? they, yeah, it's great. <laughs> so it was Super Bowl Sunday. Yes. And the weekend performed. Yes. Were you shocked that like no one knew who he was? Like some people didn't know who he was. Uh, very. I mean, I'm, I'm like, how do you not know who the weekend he is? He had some of the biggest songs of 2020. Like, I know. And, and before that, I mean, not even just like uh, uh, he's his music is fantastic. I don't fantastic. understand. I don't understand. People are like, I don't know who this guy is. I'm like, do you live under a rock? <laughs> do you listen to any radio? Right at all? I'm concerned. Turn off your talk radio, there, bruh. Right. <laughs> Not turn us off, but I like, really <laughs> get my, not like I'm more like I am. Not the know. Paul's girls. Um, but yeah, okay. So I, I feel like well, okay. Your initial reaction? What do you think? I I really loved it for. I didn't think they were going to have a real legit performance. I thought it was going to be like recorded or something like that. I didn't okay. know. I didn't know how it was going to go down, or pre-recorded or something like that. Um, or maybe have it like really small. And mm-hmm. then, like, just really zoomed in. Okay. So you didn't see the the mass of the stu- the, right. the stadium. Yeah. I didn't think they'd do it to the level they did because of COVID. Um, right. Which I thought that was the the way they did it was great. I do too. Um, I didn't know until you told me about the the face thing. I'm like, I thought now that I know how mm-hmm. it all played out. Yeah. I mean, it's amazing. So yeah. give the quick rundown about okay. what happened. So back in, oof, I don't know, sometime 
um, at maybe the Music Choice Awards or something, he shows up um, with all kinds of bruises and cuts on his face. And he shows up. He shows up. And it's like, what happened? You, Boo, you okay? You could have sent a proxy. What's happened? <laughs> you could have been like, listen, I got some day. things to deal with. <laughs> uh, I'll hit y'all back later. But he was like, nah, I'm good. In the sequence, like a bar fight look. Oh, he up. looked like he got, somebody got the best at a weekend. And he just laid there and took it. I was like, Bye. So then he shows back up in public. Then he shows back up at another award show in all bandages on his face. And then a couple months later, there's pictures that pop up with the bandages off and he's got a whole new fucking face. Like mm-hmm. he kind of looks like a mix of Little Richard and a weekend. Like high cheekbones. <laughs> Definitely Little Richard. No. Definitely Little Richard. Very angular. And you're like, oh. <laughs> gets good for you. Okay. Do okay. what you want to do. Uh, right. Do Listen, what you want to do to your body. Here in the closet, if you want to change something about yourself, we are pro go. Like do you do you boo. It's all it's all good. It's as all long good. As you have a great therapist and stuff right. like that too and that you're you're talking about talking with your mental state with people right. and that kind of stuff. <laughs> but yeah. that that's always my biggest concern, but yeah. I'm not giggling about him. I'm giggling cuz my dog is trying to get comfortable She's, and keep me out of my chair right now. She's like, oh, "Mom, come on." Um but as the performance goes on the Super Bowl, that's attached, Brittany. <laughs> no, I'm trying to get her. <laughs> Thanks. Um as the as he does a performance, you see a bunch of dancers in red jackets and face in masks, but they look just like the bandages that he wore on his face. Oh, by the way, we, the weekend wore the same outfit to every award yes. show on purpose. Yes. That's a great, I mean, I like and he, he, he shows up in the same outfit. Perfect. Yeah. I mean, so that's it, next level of preparation, y'all. It is. That, I mean, dude, that's, 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 a, legit, that's that took, I mean, like, like what drugs do you take that night? And you're like, no, I'm going to do. I got this. Y'all check it. Peep this. Peep this. Because he, because right. he knew how he showed up to this award show. Shocking. But hey, whatevs, yeah. you know, you do you. The award show, like the beat oh, up. Oh, oh, oh. Like that's kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. That was probably, I don't know if that was step one. I don't know if he just oh, saw that coming. I don't know if they already talked to him about it. I have no idea. But the fact mm-hmm. that he brought the dancers in with the bandages that looked just like him at the award show. I didn't. Yeah. You were, you didn't see that, yeah. Well, okay. So, coming back from like a just before that part even happened, like the whole like descending and the angels and all this stuff. Like Dan and I are both looking at this from like a per- production value, and we're like, oh my god, this is amazing! Like next level, like holy shit! Like this is so creative. They didn't have a lot of space to work with, but look what they did, and everybody's still six feet apart, and like this is it. Like, and I remember looking at Dan. I'm like, Gee, this gives me hope that this that we can have live events again and like right. festivals and concerts and can we do it to look like this? And he's like, I don't know, man, but that's a, wow, hats off that they did this. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you see like all the the soldiers, if you will, like come down to the field and they all look, you know, in the red jackets and the, the face bandage. And then he just lights it up, like legit lights it on fire down there. And I'm like, the weekend. I mean, it's so good. They they came really, out with really those cool. lights in their hands, like everything about that. And then blinded was, by the light. Yes. I mean, like, and they had the lights in their hands. That was cool, y'all. That was really I, cool. I know. And I was like, that just brings it, and it did. It gave me a little bit of goosebumps. Not like Shakira and J Lo. Yeah, I get it. And it's not going to be. And then you know, I, I'm, Lady Gaga will always just yes. right here. But man, that was good. I really appreciate it because I think that's what we needed. We needed yeah. to have a performance that was live, that was all done up. I, we we need that win, yeah. And if y'all didn't see his win, really just zoom out a little bit, right, and see what he had to go through to get there, and how he created this narrative. Mm-hmm. And it's like had a, 
His it had a backstory. It was a whole story. I That's mean, cool, man. I th- it was brilliant. Yeah, brilliant. Now, honestly, you know what it made me feel like when Britney Spears and Aerosmith did the Super Bowl performance. Couple, or, I don't know, two thousand six or whatever. I don't know when that was. And then Justin Timberlake had to come out there and like look like a douche. By the way, when he performed at the Super Bowl, it sucked. Did it not? With Janet Jackson, and he ripped off no, her. The thing? one after that, the, a few oh. years ago, when we were. The first year you went vegan. Oh, yeah. That did suck. Bad. It was bad. Yeah. I remember looking at you like, That's like not what good. is this? This is what not good. Watching? Yeah. I mean, he tried. Yeah. But it was not good. We should have known then. Yep. Oh, please don't be the bird. Okay. Oh, God damn it. Shoot. Damn it. Well, on that note. <laughs> <laughs> There's a bird that pecks on my window and the dog and the bird do not like each other. Or maybe the bird just really likes to piss off my dog, but it's working. So we're going to go ahead and wrap this up. Yeah. We appreciate you being here. If you enjoyed the social catch-up we had for you. <laughs> we maybe enjoyed, make it a thing. We enjoyed bringing it to you. It's fun. It was really fun. We knew yeah. we had a deep dive on this because we this has been taking up so much mental space. And if we yes. didn't talk to you all about it, it was going to it was gonna regurgitate itself right. slowly it over the Bleed last... into all other aspects. So yeah. we appreciate it. Yeah. Um, but join us this week for Laundry Talk. We'll be back <gasps> this week yeah. in the closet. I'm going live on IG uh, TV probably Thursday, this Thursday-ish. Maybe Brittany's looking at me like, yeah, maybe. Okay. Yeah. So soon. We'll see you very soon. I thought it was tomorrow, but whatever. Live in the closet. Is it Thursday or (laughs) we did it Thursday? Okay. Thursdays are okay. Thursday, Thursday, Thursday. (laughs) (laughs) And we are, we get a new wine. Oh, I did pick up a new bottle of wine. Well, we'll we'll be excited to talk about that on Thursday. All right. See you then. Thanks. Thanks for sharing your time with us. Help keep the CZL momentum going by rating our podcast and writing a review. If you love what you heard in today's episode, snap a screenshot and post it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag us.